Welcome to this episode of the Summa podcast. I'm your host, Martin Larson. Today we will talk about um, product launches from a Marcom perspective, what to think about when you do a new product launch, uh, primarily from a, from a marketing and communication perspective. With me today, I have two of my colleagues, uh, Ingrid Wallgren, account director here at Summa, and uh, Peter P. Ishi, who's uh, our brand and content strategist. Uh, Ingrid, you might want to say something and introduce yourself. What are you doing here at Summa and what's your main focus? Yes, um, I'm working with one of our biggest cli clients uh, here at uh, Summa and we do a lot of different work for them. Uh, for example, we do product launches uh, uh, together with our customer and help them uh, do all the things that needs to be done before the product are launched. And Peter? Yeah, uh, I'm deeply involved in uh, content planning and execution, covering everything from from strategic level down to uh, executing single content pieces. Great. So starting with you, Ingrid, uh, if you think about doing a product launch, uh, getting tasked with doing that from a Marcom perspective, what would you say are the main things or the most important things to consider before you kind of put together a campaign for a product launch or start thinking about uh, doing a product launch? Yeah. So so when there is there is a new product launch, it's often the fact that this is a product that is part of a longer roadmap. Usually the company that have made their homework before looking at um, what is the what type of uh, products are needed? How does it fit into the whole portfolio? Uh, is this something our customer is requiring? What type of products have uh, does our competitors uh, put on the market, etc.? And if we want to be a leader in some sort, what do we need to bring out to the market? Uh, so that's the things that ha that has been done. And from their perspective, it's a logic step when they are ready with the product and to launch it. But it's uh, very important at that stage to actually think about why is this launch of interest to my customer and what is the context that it fits in. Um, we, for example, where the, the new product fits into the, into a con the content from, from the customer's perspective. Uh, and it should be very easy to understand for the customer. Uh, okay, I see this product is a perfect fit to what I need now because of this or that reason. Uh, something that can really help me advance my business. That's what the, the customer should think. So, do you, so when we do, if we talk about it as an agency, when we get those kind of uh, assignments, do you typically find that, that companies have done a lot of that pre-work to understand, to kind of look at it from outside, from the customer perspective, or is that something that we typically start helping them with? Well, uh, um, very often the, um, the product itself is part of a, a longer road product roadmap and it's uh, playing to the strategy of the company where they want to position themselves mm -hmm. and where they want to be in, the, in there. But I usually find that they've done the, the homework, uh, uh, and, but it's not always that the things that the rationale for putting this product on the market has been communicated uh, all along and it can be all kinds of product launches everything from I'm, I work mostly in the technology sector so it can be things that are very tangible 
uh, but it can also be like a new business model, how to sort of, yeah. uh, nowadays, for example, we're talking about as a service models, it's a different way to put the product on the market. It, but it should always be then very easy to understand uh, for the uh, for the target audience why this product is being launched now and how did it fits into the context and what new value it is bringing. So, so process-wise, then, is it typically that we start? Uh, I know that we do a lot of workshops. Is, is that a typical scenario that we would start with a workshop to try to sort all those things out? Or is it more often the case that, that companies have done a lot of that from your experience? A lot of the companies that uh, um, do a lot of product launches in the technology for sector, uh, for, for example, um, things happen very fast. So uh, product launches happen all the time. And that means that there is an established process for going uh, uh, launching new products. Yeah. So we work with uh, according to that process. It's not like you do it differently all the time. And it's important because there are a lot of people involved in a product launch. It's, and, and you need to do it right in the right way so that you take care of everything that needs to be done before the launch, but also during the launch and then after the launch as well to create maximum uh, effect and result from the launch. But I suppose there's a difference in terms of, let's call it smaller product launch or just more of an update or something rather than this is a, we're going into a new field or this is a major kind of once every fifth year kind of launch or something like that. We, we obviously, we companies tend to treat them differently, right? Yeah, I would say that uh, it's a big difference uh, if it's a, sometimes it's a new generation of product that's being launched and we have been involved in that enough. And, and it could be like a game changer for for the industry if you think about when, uh, for example, when Apple launched the iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a real game changer. It's a much bigger thing than now when they uh, launch Apple uh, 11 like they did the other day. Uh, so it can be, but it can be different, of course. So, so I guess from a communication point of view, we treat them differently. If you, if you need to communicate differently, if you if you enter a new market, you're doing something very new and you want to get the attention and explain that this is something groundbreaking or whatever it is, compared to it's more or less the same thing, we're just doing an update, right? Yeah. So, so I guess from, from our perspective, we treat that a little bit differently as well in terms of what you need to do and, and really you know, hone in on the, the key messages and so on. Yes, um, it depends on the customer, uh, how well they have prepared. Uh, but in, in principle, uh, the overall process is the same. Sometimes you need to do more work before because uh, like we just talked about, if the, it's a sort of more groundbreaking announcement, there are lots of more work to do to really come up with uh, ways to communicate around this new platform, uh, also to describe all the different features and, and make it uh, clear to what's actually included and how the new things can be used. So it's more uh, effort required than to do that. Great. Um, turning to you, if, if you think about it, and your focus is mostly uh, branding and content in an online context, if, if you think about doing product launches from that, from your perspective, what would you say, what are the most important things to think about before launching or getting into communicating a new product launch? 
Uh, I would say that we can consider the product launch from two different perspectives. Uh, the first one, as Ingrid mentioned it, it could be a step on a long roadmap. Uh, in such case, it's a small piece that will fit in a bigger pattern. On the other hand, if it is a specific product that should be considered as a single opportunity to um, reinforce our brand or put a new product kind of on the market, it would be a completely different mindset. I believe that what we should do is consider the product launch more from a holistic perspective rather than as just a piece in a roadmap. So if you take that from, from purely then go, going into kind of the content aspects of the branding aspect, what would that translate into? In, if, if you work with a client, uh, how would you guide them in terms of what do you need to think about before? If we take the, the, the latter example with a new, we're trying to make a, a big impact here. From what, what are the kind of uh, things that you need to put in place from a branding and, and content perspective? Mainly, it will have to do with, with the, the storytelling. Because okay. normally, you're so focused on features or what are the specific uh, uh, differentiating features or benefits with the product or, or whatever you're launching. Yeah. I believe that to get the more holistic perspective of it, you need to have an entire story that can uh, talk to people's minds rather than the uh, people's hearts rather than the brains actually so that also means that, that you need to start communicating and creating content about the subject area itself maybe way before you do the actual product launch right? very much so because you need to pave the way in a different way if you are uh, supposed to communicate more emotionally or with soft values rather than hard uh, features. Yeah, and typically what would you advise clients, you know, you, people say, so should I do that a year before? Is it like six months before or three months before? What was the typical scenario? And I know well, it's different with different clients and different It will very products. much depend on uh, what kind of product and what kind of market we're addressing. Yeah. But I would say that we should plan for this communication way long before what we normally do when it's a more feature-based uh, launch. So I'd say add six months. Yeah, and that's not normally the case for most companies, I would argue, that, that many times it's just a big bang on the product launch and maybe it's a week before you start leaking stuff, right? Exactly, and I yeah. think that's, that's a big mistake uh, many clients are doing because we're counting down to the very launch, the very takeoff. Yeah. But what we need to do is to prepare the market to be more receptive to that very launch. So that also that means that you need to start producing a lot more knowledge content actually before you start talking about the product itself. I would say that that's the main way of uh, communicating yeah. because if you add the knowledge part way before you launch the product, the market will be much more receptive and understanding of not only the technical benefits or rather what role could that product or offer play in my everyday business as a client, as a customer. Yeah. 
Uh, turning back to you, Ingrid, if, if you think about the actual execution of the, the product launch, let's call it campaign, uh, what uh, do you think are the main things to think about in that context? Yeah. Um, coming back to what Pia uh, just said there, uh, so you have to start early, so you have to make a detailed plan and preferably that should be according then to a predefined process. Uh, actually, the launch itself is, of course, part of a bigger work that is done uh, for the whole sort of product coming into coming live or coming into place. So the launch is just the ending of that. So make a detailed plan, make sure everyone is aware of that. And then uh, when you start working with the material, you can do uh, you can put in all different activities along the way. Uh, and somewhere along that way, you need to bring in someone from the outside to review the messages and to see that you have got it right. Um, one thing that you also should think about is that let the excitement come true. Uh, it, it should be, if you look at some of the product launches that are be, being made by the, some of the big technology companies and even consumer companies, you can really feel their excitement and their proudness and that should come through. And on that point, right, when you're talking about the process, it's not only actually the external process and get things done. You also need to do an internal process and make sure that people are aware and, and get excited, as you say, mm. from, from the company perspective. And sometimes it seems like company miss that, mm. uh, that you need to prepare people that they might get questions about this and they, they as you say, should be excited. So yeah. do, do you work a lot with that as well with clients and making sure that the internal audience is, is aware and excited? Yeah, in different way. Uh, it, from so the work I do here at Suma, we work mostly with external communication. Yeah. But uh, part of the team, our clients team, is people working also with internal audiences and of course, all the internal people see also the external stuff that's being yeah. out there. So definitely. Um, and then I think one thing that is very important is that when you start thinking about what assets you're going to create for the launch, uh, you have to think about how they can be used across different channels. And they should be that it should be uh, um, assets that are sort of brief and clear and as visual as possible. Uh, they should be knowledge based, of course, but then uh, also as visual as possible, because sometimes people see things very quickly and you have very short time to grab their attention. So that that's um, that's very good to think that visual uh, video visualization mm. of different kinds of sorts. I, I think that's a very good point. And, uh, and again, if, if you know, Regardless of industry almost and most companies, I think one of the things that, that we tend to advise clients on is exactly that, that, mm. that it's too uh, it's too much text, it's too too fluffy or whatever. Mm. It's not it's not sharp enough as you say, mm. and often you might only have seconds to communicate something mm. and, and obviously having good visuals and that goes into actually having sharp and straight to the point copy text as well. Mm. But but that kind of short time frame of communicating is becoming, I think, in the digital space, uh, especially more and more important because yeah. people don't have the time to sit down and, and read something for 20 minutes just to understand what the heck it is and you're you trying can, to communicate. 
Uh, yeah, and you can say very much with visual communication uh, if compared to, to text that you actually have to read and, mm. uh, and make people take the time to read. And then other things also that I'm thinking about is that if possible, bring in statement from users or yeah. pilot customers and bring in proof and facts that are convincing. Yeah to give that evidence and support the idea that this is it's not someone else is saying this is good as well someone you can identify hopefully with yeah. Well. yeah and and i have one more thing uh, i want to mention that is that you should prepare for success so it means that uh, when you have launched a product um, when you made a product launch make sure you have also prepared sales support material so that all the interests that are coming up that you can mm. take care of that in an efficient way yeah. and also in a structured way so that the the interest that coming uh, in can be a sort of fed into your database you understand what is actually creating the most interest etc and where so you get the feedback loop yeah. as you launch it yeah 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 now that i think that's a very good advice in terms of uh, and something i think a lot of people forget about it it's one thing to kind of prepare the sales team and, and you know make sure that they have the information but actually collecting that early feedback mm. to see if you need to tweak something and change it a little bit uh, mm. because at the end of the day especially if you launch a completely new product it is kind of a, a, a hypothesis that we think that it's going to be received like this but but to be able to pivot a bit from that and think differently obviously become important and the key as you say then is to kind of get that feedback mm. um, same question to you uh, P if, if you know think about actually executing the launch from a, from a branding and content perspective what are the the main things to think about uh, as you you know uh, launching yeah. coming back to, to what uh, Ingrid just said, I, I really feel that still many organizations and companies have a quite old-fashioned mindset when it comes to launching. Because we just said, you said Martin, that we need to be efficient in our communication in a different way. We should be more visual, more emotional and so on. But still companies have their old checklist. What do we need to produce before we launch? Yeah. It's text, it's brochures, it's this and that, it's Press trade and shows, everything like that. Yeah. I think that it will take a mind shift to really change the way we communicate uh, in its foundation. Because we need to refocus from that old checklist and see how can we appeal to a new audience that are so more into fast visual emotional communication yeah no i think that's a very good point and, uh, and i think you're absolutely right that, that many companies still kind of use that old checklist that that really was was once upon a time designed for for a different world um, if, if you do that, we're going to have a, a press conference and the press release and we're going to have that, 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 that's all built for a world where you have, you know, strong media that is kind of controlling the information and so on. Whereas now, obviously, a lot of, you know, social media and other kind of online outlets might be much more important than actually having that traditional press release, if you will. Yeah, so very much so. 
But if you think about it, Martin, we still have a lot of companies that put so much effort and resources into that very trade show where we're showing yeah. our products. Yeah. And of course, it's, it's quite human because all the people working with the launch, they will be so focused to make this single event as efficient as possible. And people don't have time for so much uh, else. Yeah. Everything is focused on that. The consequence is that we put so much effort and attention to a single event in the launch process yeah. that other things that could be as important may suffer. For example, uh, if we look at the online support when uh, launching products, often we see that it's something that's just a box on the checklist. Yeah. Okay, we need to have uh, something on the web as well. Yeah. But the main focus is it's a trade show and it's, uh, it's a one -off event. opening parties and uh, yeah. journalists, everything like that. Yeah. And that's what I mean, that we need to refocus because... We need the, the mind shift in terms exactly. of what's the overall importance yeah. and the priority. Yeah. Um, great. So spinning on that or, or taking the next step from that maybe if you think about what's what's the most common mistakes what the biggest mistake people or companies do when it comes to product launching turning to you Ingrid maybe first yeah I think yeah one of the big most usual mistake is that you need to make sure that the assets from the launch are available for those who need it yeah so it should be both internal team, it should be sales team, and it should be journalists. So really building on what, what Pia was saying, that, that people focus on one event and, and, and forget that you should reuse these assets for many other steps, basically, that you haven't thought about the entire uh, process beforehand. Yeah, uh, there are so many different touch points, and if you make the uh, the whole material available, then you can make it, make it more much more widespread. Yeah, uh, and you can get a bigger reach. But also, then coming back to what we talked about before, you need to prepare for success. You need to be able to take care of all the interest coming both from yeah. customer and from media. So all the assets that are available, the visual assets, the text assets, uh, whatever, uh, the video, it should, everyone should know where to find it. Ah, okay, yes. Uh, so that's a common mistake that, that you, go, you, you forgot to tell people where you actually have the material. So they, it's, if you have a big interest in, in the product, people are struggling to, or you, you waste time basically, people don't know where to find the information. Okay, that's a very good point. Uh, same same question to you, Pe. If you think about it again from a from a content perspective, what what's the most common mistakes people do when it comes to product launches? Yeah, coming back to my old uh, hypothesis, I believe that the biggest mistake organizations still do is that they cling so hard to traditional ways of working yeah. and look upon things, because uh, in today's world where online probably is the most important carrier of all messages. Yeah. Uh, many companies still see this as an add-on or something that is just supportive, whereas it should be considered as a main channel for, for conveying messages. Okay, 
Good. Uh, Ingrid, if you would leave the listeners with one main advice when it comes to doing product launches, what, what would that be? Yeah, I would say that uh, think about that uh, you should not just make it as a one-off activity. Uh, think about what you can do with the whole material three months or six months after the launch. Can you repurpose it? Can you revive the whole sort of communication around this launch? Yeah, and, and Pierre, from you, what would be your one main advice? Turn your mindset upside down. Start with online and use all other activities to support your stream of prospects to online. Great. Uh, that's a, a good uh, point to, to stop this uh, episode on, I think. So thank you very much, Ingrid and P, and thanks uh, all you people listening to the podcast. See you next time.